worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. Live out at Lucy Cooper's on at 281 between Thousand Oaks and Brook Hollow for a Flight Friday with our friends from Flight by Yingling. The Cowboys can take flight to whatever beach destination they would like since they're officially in the offseason. Let's talk about it with John Mashoda from The Athletic joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, I, I, none of us saw this conversation coming uh, based on you know last week and what happened. Uh, but the week up there in Dallas was, I think, it, more interesting too because would Mike McCarthy keep his job? Ultimately, he did. Are you surprised and what surprised you most about Mike McCarthy's press conference on Thursday? I can't say that I'm surprised. I, I mean, after the game, obviously, I, I would be a little surprised just because it was so stunning to see how they performed. To not even be close, to just get completely owned by what you could argue record-wise was the worst team in the playoffs, and you were playing at home where you won 16 games in a row. Everything was lined up for you to go to the NFC Championship game. And so to have that type of collapse, I thought that there was a decent chance that Jerry would be so angered by that that he would make a change. But if you go by what Jerry's done over the last 10-plus years, he really hasn't done anything very risky. And so the safe play was to run it back, and that's why he's doing that. I mean, you really, you can market 2012. That's where everything changed. You know, they, they went and traded up for Morris Claiborne. That didn't work out. They gave that five-year $50 million to Brandon Carr, and they haven't traded up in the draft like that since, and they have not signed anybody significantly in free agency since, and and, and they've just been a very conservative team. It's, it's led to them building a pretty good roster, though, so it, you can't fault them for that. But it's just not – this isn't the decision Jerry Jones 20 years ago would have made, that's for sure. Um, so I, I guess you could say there would be some surprise there. And then from the press conference, to answer your question, it would be that you could tell that even though several days had passed, that there was still a – I don't know if you want to call it shock that you could feel with Mike McCarthy, the way he answered questions and that, that, you know, he's as stunned as anybody uh, that – not only that they lost, but they, they played as poorly as they did. You know, John, which, which brings up the question, and, and I guess we all sit here and we try and figure out why that happened. I mean, the, the, the stars aligned perfectly for Dallas uh, with the Philadelphia collapse, them getting home field advantage uh, for a couple of playoff games, and then to show up like that and just completely lay an egg, uh, can you put your finger on it? Was it just overconfidence? Was it Green Bay? Do you have to give them credit? I mean, what what do you think it was? You, you know what? You want to know how I feel confident that nobody should know the reason why is because of being in that press conference after the game and seeing how stunned and, and just the way Dak Prescott answered questions. 
and he didn't have any answers to it. So if, if the guy that's the clear team leader, the eight-year franchise quarterback, doesn't know what went wrong there and is, and is, is lost as we are, I don't know that that we should have the answer. I don't think that we make enough money to have that answer. Uh, <laughs> if we did, uh, we, would, we would be having different jobs because it, none of it makes sense. The, the, the biggest thing for me when I left the stadium that night was that what do, what do you have to hang your hat on? The coaching staff didn't do well. The defense didn't play well. Uh, your, your star defensive player didn't make any game-changing plays. Uh, you didn't get after the quarterback. You didn't take the ball away. And then, most of all, your franchise quarterback that's in the MVP conversation again played one of the worst games of his career, much like last year's loss in San Francisco. And so there's like – I'm just looking at this. I'm like, what, what's the positive you can t- take from this? Jake Ferguson had a good game? I mean, that's a, Michael Gallup? I mean, it's – I never thought that, that it would have been like that. I could have seen them lose in a close game. I could see them losing in the second round. Obviously, could see them losing at San Francisco. I never thought that they would just get absolutely bludgeoned from, the, from, from kickoff. Never thought that that would happen. John Machota from The Athletic here on the Blitz. As poorly as Dak played. And look, I know what his final stats look like because he was able to pad those in the second half. I mean, that was a 48-16 to game. That was an ass-kicking. I think I'm more still mad at how bad the defense played and the game plan that Dan Quinn had and never seemed to adjust, I don't know, try to stop the run or or cover somebody. How was Dan Quinn's defense that bad in that game? You know, it's funny you say that about the 48-16 because if, if somehow the playoff structure in the NFL was, well, not only do you have to win, but you but – how you'll be seated in the next round has to do with how much you won by. I think the Packers can put up 60 plus. You know, I don't think that they, I don't think that they kept going after them after it got to 48-16 the way they could have. It could have been a lot worse than what that final score was. But I can't say that I'm completely stunned with how poorly the defense played. Just because when they needed to play well against Detroit, they gave up. They gave up the drive that should have tied the game if if Dan. Uh, Campbell would have kicked the extra point, and, they, and the Lions probably would have won in overtime. They couldn't come up with the big stop in Miami. They got destroyed in Buffalo, and they got destroyed in San Francisco. And so it just, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, well, this just wasn't as good of a defense as, as many of us thought that it should have been. You know, I get it. They didn't have Trayvon Diggs. I get it. No Leighton Van Der Esch. Didn't have DeMarvion Overshown all season. But they should have never have looked as bad as that, where you're almost like, this team couldn't stop the Packers. And, and you know what? To me, it wasn't even about the Packers. When I'm watching that game, I'm like, are they just playing so poorly that the Carolina Panthers would blow them out right now? Like, I can't wait to watch this game this weekend. Is this Packers team for real? Like, we're going to find out a lot this weekend because I don't think they are. I think they're about to get blown out by San Francisco. You know, it's it's just so strange, and I don't think we'll ever know the answers. But you brought up the linebacker situation, and, and, and you know, Jason and I have been talking about it all week, how underrated, for lack of a better word, Leighton Van Der Esch going out. Uh, and, and nobody really thought that was a big deal at the time, but it turned out to be a pretty big deal. When If Dan Quinn wanted a linebacker, is that his call? I know Jerry has to approve of it, but if he says, look, Jerry, we need to go get this guy, that would happen, would it not? It would have to, and it makes me think that. To be honest with you, their defense is fine the way it's constructed if, if the team plays from ahead. If they have a lead and let's say they come out the gate, they, they're up 7 nothing, 14 nothing. 
and the Packers just, you know they have to pass and they're not really going to run the ball, their linebackers are fine for that. But they're clearly not fine when the team comes into the game going, no, no, we're going to run it, and we're going to run it down your throat over and over again. They're too small for that. It's, it's really up the middle of their defense completely. So that, that's something that just has to be addressed this offseason. And it's more than just Overshone being healthy and maybe signing one linebacker. That, that linebacking core needs and, – and, hey, maybe it's maybe Mike needs to play more linebacker. Maybe that's part of the answer because – his play continues to drop off late in the seasons as well. And so maybe you move him to linebacker, it helps answer some of that problem. And also maybe it keeps him fresher late for later in the season because, let's, let's be honest, he's an undersized edge rusher. So they have to find an, a reason to uh, – or find a way to try and keep him healthy as well. And so maybe maybe him playing more linebacker is the answer. I, I, I was against that probably uh, a week ago. But after seeing last Sunday against Green Bay, I think all options have to be on the table. Uh, they they really do because also uh, doubtful that we see Leighton Vanderash back. The question that I have after what we saw from that defense is: Dan Quinn guaranteed a job in Dallas next year if he doesn't get one of the head coaching jobs that he's been interviewing for. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance he'll be back. I, I don't think they would go in another direction unless it's just this is Jerry trying to say, well, we got to shake up something. So we'll go in another direction there. But I, frankly, I don't see that happening. I think that they're going to try and run it back as much as possible, try and resign as many guys as possible. It, it will be a little surprising if Dan Quinn doesn't get one of these head coaching jobs just because of the interest there is in him this year, more more so than any other offseason in terms of the interviews he has. So, But if he doesn't get one of those jobs, I do think he'll be back, and does, does they'll try to run it back. Against, John, does that game against Green Bay hurt him in some of these interviews? That was his last showing, the last thing that we have on film from him. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? Okay. I believe, I don't know this to be true, but I always believe that there's a Cowboys factor in all these things when you go to these other teams and interview with them to where they look at the Cowboys as like kind of a circus, and they look at it as like, <laughs> well, we understand that that happened there, but we'll, we'll have you in a different position here. Like, we, we think you'll be fine. We're, we're amazed you were able to do what you did do. I think about that seriously all the time with Dak. As bad as things get with Dak, I can completely see four or five teams being like, oh, bud, we're surprised you're even able to do what you did there. Like, no, come here. We'll take you. Let's, let's do this. If, I mean, to be honest with you, the only other team I watch or the team I watch the most next to the Cowboys is the Lions, and I'm telling you right now, Jared Goff is not doing anything this season that Dak Prescott couldn't do for that Lions team. You know, And all of a sudden it's this, oh, Jared Goff's been reinvigorated and he's this new guy. Same thing with Baker Mayfield in Tampa. Believe me, if they let Dak go, he would find another suitor. And that's why I kind of feel the same way with Dan Quinn. I, I, I think that other teams, it, it might hurt them, and they'll have to maybe explain what happened to some of those teams. But I still think that if, the, if there's a team out there like Seattle that really wants him for – you know, the type of a leader he is and the type of coach he is, I don't think that that one game is going to do anything to hurt his, his resume. All right, John, let's look ahead a little bit because if, let's say, Dan Quinn is back, you're basically running it back with uh, with the same guys that you finished the season with this year. Now, they've got a long list of free agents that they're going to have to decide on what to do. And then, of course, you've got Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, all these guys in line for big contracts. Is there anything... Yeah, and you cover the Cowboys. You're there at the Star every day. Anything that John Mashota sees that gives you any hope that this Cowboys team will be better next year than they were this year? Nope. <laughs> no, uh, I would say there's not much. There's not much. And the reason why I say that is because you look at the draft. They have to draft well. 
and you just look at the draft they just had and how little they got from that. You have another draft like like that where you have a, you know getting very little to nothing from Mozzie and Schoonmaker and Overshone. I mean, I don't know how you intend it unless you get some type of impact early in the draft. So they're going to have another tough schedule. Um, and then there's a little bit of that, like how many times can you keep going back to the well if things start going poorly? Because nobody is going to give them any credit no matter how many games they win next year. You can win the NFC East, win 14, 15 games, and it's going to be all about the playoffs again. And so, and here's the other part about it. I thought they were pretty healthy going into the playoffs. I mean, that whole yeah. offense was there. The offense they had in training camp was there. I mean, they were there. There's not a lot of excuses that they can make. So it's hard to sit there and try and sell to the fan base right now that just running it back is all of a sudden. No, 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 no. no. This year will be different. I, I don't see how it can, that can happen right now. They'd have to make some very aggressive moves, with, whether it be trades or, or something with, with, with personnel, and I don't see them doing that either. So it, it's tough. It's tough to find something that you can really hang your hat on and say, no, 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 this is going to be way better next year. John Mashota from The Athletic here on The Blitz is the offseason has begun. Let's assume Dak gets his contract extension because from the business side of things, it, it certainly seems that that is the option for the Cowboys. What's the one major move that you think the Cowboys have to make, either on the offense or defensive side of the ball? Well, I, I'm, I think the Cowboys are at their best when they draft best player available you know they really want a corner the corners both go right before they go hey we'll take this micah parsons guy you know they (laughs) they wanted they wanted to trade up uh and 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 get different quarterbacks and the guy paxton lynch doesn't fall to them the way that they want to and then they want connor cook and that doesn't happen and so they settle for this Dak prescott you know they need an edge rusher but instead of taking caleb on chase on at lsu they take this cd lamb guy that's when they've been at their best so I'm not saying they need they they should absolutely draft this way, but I think they have to take an offensive lineman in the first round. I just think that that would help the run game, that would help the pass game. I think that that's your best bet to have an impact uh, on next season. And let's be honest, the best thing that they do in the first round is draft offensive linemen. Uh, and so I'm not saying that they're going to just take whatever offensive lineman's there, but I'm saying if that's the best player available, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then probably in that you know third, maybe even second round you got to get another running back. And it's a young man's game back there. You need a young running back that's ready to just, you know, basically be how Zeke was, be a bell cow like that early on, and and, and, and hope you can pair him with, with, with someone else. But I, I don't see how you can do anything other than improve the run game through the draft. Because financially, even if they redo Dak, I think that'll be more about, like, re-signing Tyler Biotish and possibly Dorrance Armstrong than it will be about signing a bunch of free agents from other teams. I don't see that happening. So most likely, in your opinion, and, and I think we share it, Tony Pollard's wearing a different uniform next year. I would think so, unless he's willing to take some really cheap-type deal. You know, I mean, it, it could be one of those things where he hits the free agent market and, and everything that he's looking for really isn't there. Maybe he, he signs on a one-year deal. Uh, so, I mean, I can't say it's impossible. I just think it's unlikely right now. Where, where the Cowboys are with their situation and what he'll probably be looking for. So, John, are your Lions going to the NFC Championship game? I think they are. Uh, you know, I mean, they beat the Bucks earlier in the year, and, and the Bucks are a good team in the new run, but I just I think that Ford Field will give them a, a significant advantage. And uh, I, I, obviously I don't think they'll beat the Niners, but I, I, I really like their chances to beat the Bucks. I'd be pretty disappointed if they lost to Tampa Bay. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Who would have thought? 
uh, the Lions get to the NFC Championship game before the Cowboys. <laughs> Certainly not me. I never would have thought that. I'll say that right now. <laughs> no, and enjoy the ride. John, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, you guys take it easy. Appreciate it. John Mishota from The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic and follow John on Twitter for all the Cowboys offseason news at John Mishota. No H in John as he joins us on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.